You'd probably have a better time picking your nose, but this is how you're choosing to spend your time? Listening to these guys? Well, at least they both love heavy metal. Here are the old men, Adam and Steven. Yes, welcome out to it. This is the Old Men He Yellow Clouds podcast, when we get together to talk about the things that matter to us. We are episode 101. Woo! It is yeah. uh, May the 1st. 2022 it's approximately 11 30 a.m we are podcasting live from vancouver british columbia my name is adam and of course i'd like to introduce my bearded co-host hello steven hello adam how the hell are you i'm doing all right but before we get into that of course you can support our podcast by hitting our website oldmenhealclouds.com and subscribing to our podcast and if you want to help us out please donate we could use an extra coffee or two because you know we need four or five a day to keep us going. That's how life is. That's how life is. Uh, but let's get off to right off the bat. How are you feeling after COVID? Are you better? It's been more than five well, days. So scientifically, according to the provincial health, you should be ready to rejoin society. Is that the case? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know what? I'm, I, I'm not over this by any means. Uh, I'm not feeling too bad. And I didn't get really sick in the first place. So it's not like I was... Uh, you know, if, you know, I was still able to work every day from home, still able to, you know, do the normal things I do, of course, laying low and staying away from other people and, yeah. you know, doing what little I can under quarantine in the first place. But, um, but I'm still feeling it. I'm still coughing a bit. I'm still, uh, still wake up with a bit of a headache. You know, again, nothing major, but it's still kicking around. Yeah. Right. So, and it's probably been, um, uh, let's see. Well, it's been almost two weeks, I guess, since maybe I first started getting symptoms. It's been over one week since I actually tested positive using one of those rapid tests. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's uh, it's still with me. Uh, you know, again, I'm always concerned about long COVID coming up. You know, what's going to happen? Obviously, who knows? Like, I, I could go, I could, you know, these symptoms could linger for a while. Yeah. I hope yeah. not. Even worse, maybe I could develop something, you know, later on, later months and stuff like that, that could be attributed, attributed to, to catching COVID here, but, uh, well, hope for the best, right? So let's hope not. Um, you definitely sound better than you did last week, but of course, last week we were in a bathtub. So, uh, (laughs) you know, that's, that has a lot to do with it, but, uh, if you had to rate it as a percentage wise, do you feel like 50% better, 60% better, or is it just. You know, like what? How is it feeling? I'm probably, uh, I'm probably. You know, yesterday I felt a little bit off. Uh, you know, yesterday was probably one of the worst days. Again, nothing serious, but uh, uh, you know, I'm probably seventy five percent, something like that, right? So, you know, so I'm getting there. Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah, fortunately, I, you know, I get to continue to work from home and um, plug away. It's not like I need to go anyplace else, anyways, right now. So. Yep. So it's all good. And uh, did your partner catch it or is she scot-free? No, no, still nothing, right? So so, so that's good, yeah. obviously. But, it, but it's kind of funny. She's she's like, I like I just want to get sick. Really, I just want to get sick. And I'm like, it's just to get it over with too, right? Yeah. And I'm going, I'm going no, no, you don't. It's yeah. uh, nobody should have to get sick. Um, you know, and again, there's the long-term effects and... Uh, and stuff like that. She she thinks I'm jealous because she didn't get sick. And I said, and it's the other way around. I'm I'm uh, I'm glad she didn't get sick. So, 100%. um, so anyways, all all is good there. So hopefully it stays that way. 
maybe she's one of those asymptomatic people who don't get sick. So, well, you know, hey, that's that could be possible. That's uh, pretty good. When you when, when you think of it like that, maybe maybe that's how I got it, right? Uh, oh, you know, who shit, knows? Maybe maybe well, she gave. Well, it you to never you. know. Yeah, you never know because that's. I mean, that's the thing. It's as as um, as careful as I've been all along. Um, she's the one that's working out in the public. Yep. She drives transit every day. Um, and I'm the one that caught this thing. So go, you know, go figure. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you just know, you just don't know. You just don't know. And I was, the thing is I was in an airport and, and on an airplane. So, uh, so that's the big one for me. Uh, who knows if that's where I caught it or not, but, uh, Yeah. It it's sucks. Whatever. I mean, the the most important thing is is that you're on the mend, and yeah. you know once exactly. once you and then you can say you've got it. Is you're you're one of the you're one of the uh, sort of surviving people who've got it. Everyone else can take your lead and uh, move on with their lives. Well, yeah, but again, you know, if I'm not careful, I could catch it again. Yeah, because uh, it's still going around. I'm, you know, once I'm back out and doing stuff, I will still be wearing a mask and being careful, like I was, uh, like I was before. So, yep. uh, because it seems to be just, you know, everybody's still talking about it being, you know, of course it is airborne, and people are talking about how um, this thing is is just so contagious and it's going to be with us for a lot longer. So. Uh, so yeah, I'll continue to, 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 to lay low. To play it safe. Play it safe. That's right. Uh, so, uh, I don't know if you're keeping up on this. I'm sure you are, but, uh, my Vancouver Canucks are officially limited from the playoffs. How are your Bruins are doing? Did they They're make done. Yeah. Vancouver's. Well, Boston is in. Yep. <clears throat> My Boston Bruins are well. They finished in the first wild card spot, so they're they're playing the second ranked team in that conference, which uh, which is the Carolina Hurricanes. That series starts tomorrow. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it as I always am. NHL playoffs are, are you know it's probably the greatest uh, tournament, the most grinding and most difficult trophy to win which is the stanley cup yeah um and it's always good hockey especially right from the beginning this first round is always awesome and the matchups are really good this year and i think we're we're in for some really exciting hockey uh only three canadian teams have made it this year uh the toronto maple leafs boo the edmonton oilers boo the calgary flames well i would boo them too but out of the three i guess i don't mind them <laughs> uh, I, I mind. I, I I I hate them the least. I guess if, is that the, a good way to put it? I don't know. So, um, I'm not going to cheer for a Canadian team just because I'm Canadian. That's I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say because everybody says, "Well, Canadian team hasn't won the Stanley Cup since 1993," which yeah, of course was the Montreal Canadiens back then. That's a long time, man. That's how long? How many years is that? That's uh, twenty. That is almost 30, 30, 30 years, years, almost. Yeah. 29 yeah, years, 31 years, whatever it's That's been. crazy, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so we've got, uh, let's see, I, I have, I'm going to make some real quick predictions here for this first round. I'm All not right, going to bother picking Stanley Cup or anything like that at this point. But you, I want it now. Uh, anyway. That's the first thing I well, want. Well, 
uh, hey, I'd love to. You know what? It's it's just so wide open. Like I said, all the teams are really closely matched, especially in the Eastern Conference. Like every single team finished above 100 points. I think that's the first time that has ever happened. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a Bruins fan. I'd love for them to to win again. And hey, I think they've got a, a, just as good a shot as anybody else. Yes, there were some better teams during the regular season. But playoffs is, is a totally different animal, so you just never know what's going to happen. Gotcha. And there's always upsets, always upsets along the way. So, uh, all right, well, let's start in the East then. Florida, which is, I think, uh, was Florida the number one team overall, or was that was that uh, Colorado? Anyway, Florida is playing the Washington Capitals. Uh, Florida is going to win that series. Yep. Toronto and Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm. I hate Toronto, so I'm going to pick Tampa Bay, even though I'm not a fan of Tampa Bay either, but fuck Toronto. Um, New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Here's going to be a bit of an upset. Again, the teams were closely matched, but Rangers are number two, Pittsburgh's number three. I'm going with Pittsburgh. I just think that's... uh, I just think that some of that experience that they still have as a team and Sidney Crosby and stuff, I I think they're going to pull out that series. Uh, and then, of course, Boston, Carolina. Well, Boston's going to win. Boston in six. How's that? Boston in six. Boston in six. Okay. And then I for the full prediction of Stanley Cup winner <clears throat> for the 2021-2022 season will be the Bruins for yourself on a. Uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to pick Boston. How can you? How can I go against my team? Right. So uh, they've got some veterans in Bergeron and uh, Marchand and. And uh, it could be one of the last kick of the cans for those some of those guys. So they're getting up there in age. So let's let's win it for Bergeron. That's what I say. All right. Well, there so, it is. Uh, well, hang on, hang on. We got the Western Conference real quick. Western Conference. We got Colorado, Nashville. Uh, okay. Colorado's going to win. They're a much better team. I'm going for Nashville. Uh, Minnesota. Oh, you're voting for Nashville. You know why? Oh, okay. Just because Carrie Underwood's oh. part of that team. Oh, f- who cares? Who <laughs> I cares? care. <laughs> Uh, this, this series is going to be awesome. This next one, Minnesota, St. Louis. I think those two teams are so closely matched. Uh, they play a really fun game of hockey. Um, it's going to be an awesome series. I think that one is, uh, Calgary, Dallas, uh, Calgary is a much better team. I think they're going to pull that out and Edmonton and the LA Kings. You know what? I'm going to, this is going to be an upset. I'm going with the LA Kings. So fuck Edmonton too. I hate them. Um, um, Tampa Bay. Who are Tampa Bay playing again? Tampa Bay is playing Toronto. Yeah, good. Screw Toronto. Tampa Bay are like two-time champs. You think they'll? They're you know, you two-time the- defending champs. Yeah, for sure. So, so let's hope. I don't think uh, they're going to go all the way this year, but uh, they're going to beat Toronto. I'm calling a Tampa Bay Boston Stanley Cup. Well, finals. they can't. They they can't meet in the final. They can meet in the uh, Semi- semifinals, yeah, but but they can't. They the can't meet in the final. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good to me. And then Boston's going to win, right? Yes. So, so someone write that down because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are my quick predictions for the first round of the playoffs this year. So we'll see. Game start tomorrow. I'll be glued to the TV. I'm looking forward to reading your tweets. And a live tweet All from right. our account. Let's see what's going on. Let's get some hockey traction on this. <clears throat> but, okay. Um, Let me. 
I'll try and get something started on there. We'll, we'll see what other people have to say. We'll put a poll up. We'll do an unofficial scientific poll to our 25 fucking people. You know, I should be saying that because we That's got good. some high profile guests coming up. And, uh, you know, we do have, we always joke about seven or eight listeners after we talk to them. I think we are up to 11 now, but uh, we're doing be, pretty yeah. good. I think we're doing pretty good. But before we get into our guests, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but have you noticed now that there's not enough time in the day? Like you're doing a bunch of shit, you're going to work, you're coming home, and then there's not enough time of the day to just to relax or do anything. You just gotta kind of up and you know go to bed and get up and do the next thing, or get up, go to bed, go to work. Like, are you finding yourself more and more to this routine, or are you kind of out of it now because of COVID, or are you feeling the same way? Because I'm feeling that way now. Like, you know, recording today, you know, I got four hours of sleep coming in to record the show. I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sakes, you know. I'm kind of dreading it, but on the same side, like it's still, I'm looking forward to it. The same kind of thing. Are you feeling the same way or is it just me? No, I've been talking about this for like for forever, it seems, because <laughs> time is flying, man. And the days cool. go by so quick and it just seems like you've got, uh, there's so much I want to do sometimes and I just don't have time to do it. There's, there's things that you and I talk about, even with this podcast that I want to do that I should be doing. And I just, I can't find the time. I know. You know, I'm, I'm working, I'm busy, you know, and then I watch a little TV, watch a little hockey or something like that. And then it's supper time and then, then it's bedtime and then you get up and do it all over again. Right. That's, that's, that's what life is all about now. And is, is that just boring? Is that just me? Or is that, uh, well, it sounds like you're yeah, kind of feeling the same thing too. So I don't know. And it's weird for me now because now I'm four days on, three days off. And those three days off now, which is, you know, by standards, is one more extra day off than the average person gets. And it just it feels like it goes by quicker now. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm sitting to my thinking to myself, I'm like, what the, <laughs> what the hell's happening? I just don't get it. And I'm, I think I'm starting to lose my mind. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Well, that's part of getting old, too. Ah, it's not shit. just working in your shifts. And yeah, you're just getting old, man. I'm just getting old. Yeah, uh, welcome to the club. No. Well, we are old men here on the clouds. So that's, you know. That's us. That's, uh, that's yeah. what we do. And um, yeah. yeah, we're not in a bathtub this week. But anyways, uh, we're going to post a video of that because we did shoot that. So we'll post a video of that. Uh, check little, out. little teaser clip anyways. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about the whole video. We'll see. I haven't seen what that looks like really yet so oh no uh, we don't want to post that full thing we'll post the clip (laughs) okay that's just a quick little teaser clip and uh, gives people an idea as to really we actually did we're really doing it right so it's uh it's pretty good uh but let's dig into it uh we had the opportunity to watch a short film called undeveloped and we have the privilege of welcoming uh, welcoming tyler derek and greg to the show so uh we got to chat with them for a good hour. Uh, I think it went pretty well, but you guys can be the judge of that. Uh, again, you can find all the information about any of these short films at crazy8s.film. That's crazy8s.film. And uh, they're having a big party on May the 7th. So crash that. Tell them we sent you. And um, you know, that's all I got to say about that. Let's get to it. It was a good chat for sure. And uh, all, uh, thanks for those guys for joining us. And certainly all the best and all the best for them and, and good luck. We all like underground movies. Super stoked to welcome to the show lead actor, director, producer of one of the most anticipated movies for the Crazy Apes Film Festival. Joining us via Zoom, 
Tyler Twist, who was the writer-director, Derek McDonald, who was the writer-director, and lead actor Greg Rogers from the film Undeveloped. Welcome to the show, boys. Thank you for having us. Welcome, guys. Excellent. I am actually Tyler Twist. I am the writer-producer, not the director. Derek is the director. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I, I said that. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll back tape. We'll <laughs> be all right. We, we, we wind it. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, well, right off the bat, what is Crazy Eights? Right. Twist, you want to yeah. take that one? <laughs> Crazy Eights is a, is a phenomenal uh, sort of initiative that's, um, I think, 20, 26 something years old now. And it's basically um, where the film community uh, at large in Vancouver comes together to support aspiring filmmakers um, by, by donating, you know, massive amounts of equipment, props, uh, services of all kinds to, to help um, would-be auteurs, if you will, uh, get scripts that they've written themselves, that they've created, um, onto the screen. Actually put them up uh, in a professional uh, container um, where not only the quality of product is exceptional, but also it's actually seen by, you know, uh, thousands of people at this gala that's coming up uh, here May 7th. So it, it's, a, it's an awesome uh, competition where you submit a script and then have sort of a long few months. Uh, this last one was a few months pro- process where you're vetted, the scripts are read, judged, you have some in-person pitches that you have to go through as well after they read the initial script. And then you actually go through and do some script uh, tweaking with uh, story editors. So okay. uh, it's a long process to get to the top six and that's what we did. We were on the top six. Amazing. And then I'll like, say it, I'll, I'll follow up on what Twist said by saying uh, the real version. I'll tell you exactly what it is. They put you through the fucking ringer and then they help you make a movie that is like the best movie that you've ever made. That's the uh, the short answer. Yeah, true. Oh, so right. true. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, congratulations uh, on making it to the top six here. Yeah. So we had an opportunity, obviously, to watch the film. And yeah, very okay. good. Oh, uh, you did. I, that was my yeah. question. Oh, I was yeah. going yeah, to ask you my did. first question. You were the interviewer. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask the question if you'd seen it. Imagine if okay, we cool. didn't watch the film and we were just making all this up. You'll never <laughs> we, know. I actually did imagine that. And I thought this is going to be a weird conversation if they hadn't watched the film. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that's great. Call your promoter. Well, we're a little bit, uh, we, we, we go a little bit off the board and off the wall here with a lot of our stuff. But yeah, certainly that's something that uh, we took care of right from the start. So yeah, thanks okay, cool. for giving us that, that opportunity to, awesome. to watch it though. Yeah, so that's great. I, that's something you, you've done. I haven't got to see it yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's not fair. Greg doesn't know how the movie ends. He, he hasn't seen the ending yet. <laughs> he, he didn't give me the last 10 pages or whatever. <laughs> Uh, well, definitely, definitely watch it then for sure. Are you going to? Are you both going to be at the? All of you going to be at the gala then on May seventh? Is that a- abs- then going to be your? So will that be oh, your yeah. first opportunity then, Greg, uh, to see the, the the ending? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Awesome. Uh, my question, uh, I guess, about Crazy Eights and then your film specifically then is, uh, well, you have, it's Crazy Eights because you have eight days to film it after this uh, invitation process and script writing and all that takes place. What is that like? Because uh, sure, it's a short film, but eight days is still not a lot of time. You've got all of these people involved. <clears throat> I mean, watching the credits at the end of the film, you've got a ton of people <laughs> As part of your crew, cast and crew, like what is so? What is that like? What the credits took two days of the eight to get together. <laughs> 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 
Um, I, I actually can say that it's not even just filming it. It's, they give you eight days, you have three days to film it, and then you have five days to edit it, which oh, wow. sounds like three days of filming would be really hard. But that, that was actually uh, the, that was the uh, part that felt like not a breeze, but it felt like this is a lot of fun. And then when you get everything back and you have to edit it and you only have five days, that's really hard because yeah. Yeah. Wow. you're making all your choices with what you have. Right. Um, but yeah, it's intense. It's, and they, I, you know, they put us in those constraints for a reason because they're, you just have to make decisions and move on and, uh, make choices and, you know, and tackle problems and make sure that they don't, trip you up and uh it's i don't know it's fun it's a lot of fun and it's, yeah. it's wild and there's something about it too that feels a little bit um i don't know uh liberating in the sense that you uh, we did this in eight days so even if you guys which i didn't even ask if you guys liked the movie but if i ask anybody that they didn't if they didn't like the movie they tell me that one i say wow we did it in eight days so it's pretty impressive <laughs> that we still we did this movie and we, we did it in eight days i have That's to say I though from 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 my point of view, we did have a uh, one luxury that was outside that eight days, and that is that we rehearsed. Mm-hmm. We had like a five hour day, a five hour day that, and it's so important for all the totally. performers to at you know feel comfortable with each other, and it, 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 even if that was the only thing that came out of it, it, it that was a wonderful luxury. Right. Yeah, that's I'm glad awesome. to hear Derek had such a good time, Derek. I, I wasn't there for the good time. I was holding everything <laughs> at bay so Derek and Greg could focus. I'm a lot grayer. I got my hair cut yep. short and I went, where'd all those grays come from? Oh. <laughs> like, it was actually so making it, a lot, sound it was, a lot nicer than it was because you stood in the rain holding everything <laughs> at bay for the two days. Don't drag oh, me right so now. <laughs> um, but no, I'll just say on my side of it, uh, the, the production side, it was great, but Derek and I definitely had a, a great uh, leg up, I would say, in the sense that we have not only worked together before, but we just did a year-long uh, year long production course at the Vancouver Film School, oh, nice. which really prepped us on how to make a motion picture, whether it's a feature or a short. So we, yeah. were, we were definitely uh, prepared to spend the six weeks in prep that we needed to get everything lined up, and then the eight days did go smoothly for sure but it, it was a it was complicated our film was definitely like we had quite a robust we had 45 people crew working with us to get yeah. this thing going and I, I, I think it was like a 16 hour day 14 hour day 12 hour day totally wow. yeah you know yeah I, you know and that's um and that's that's like very similar to what what we're doing in in you know uh you know if, let's say in a hallmark movie or whatever they have about the same amount of time Mm. um for the filming of it not for the editing and the and, and the final um processing of it but um it was very real in time for me um yeah and and, and <laughs> very demanding yeah. yeah yeah definitely uh i think it well adam and i are both i mean we don't have uh video backgrounds i guess as far as education or program goes well uh, i I, wor- I do work in digital media uh, adam's been on uh, radio we both worked at chorus entertainment so we we've done we've played around with quite a bit of video but we're certainly not professionals but uh, having said that we have done shoots where you know we we do get all of this footage and you're right uh trying to sort through all that footage after the fact mm-hmm. to put together even a three-minute piece you've got 
you've got a half hour of footage or an hour of footage and you've got to cut it down to three minutes and make it, you know, mean something and uh, make it compelling. And that's really difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I actually think that creative production, no matter what it is, is difficult because you try to get so much and then you either have too much or not enough and you have to take it and turn it into something that, you know, works. It either yeah. sounds good, it's coherent, it makes sense, it's true to the vision of what you wanted it to be. Like, I have no idea what you guys are going to do with the editing, the amount of time that we have here, because it's, <laughs> it might end up being a garble of, you know, <laughs> nonsense. And who knows, it's, it's the edit that makes it that makes it work. But it's all of those different parts of it. It's the planning the execution and the edit that, yep. you know, does the magic, I think. And just to speak to that, yeah, we had a really rock solid post-production team. Dave Titus was our editor and Uriel Lopez was our assistant editor. Okay. And they immediately started processing the footage and sifting it on the day, right? Like uh, at lunch, the first day, we started oh, wow. to go through wow. it all and see the takes. And like Dave was on site for the first day and a half to make sure that things were going the way before he went into the edit room and then started to make a rough cut. Because we have to deliver a rough cut of this film, the first, the end of the first day after production. Oh, wow. So, we, on the, so yeah. yeah, we have three days to shoot. And then the end of the first day have to be a rough cut that we screen with yeah. the crazy eights folks. And then uh, uh, a fine cut and then our director's got fine cut basically. And then we go into color and, uh, and uh, mixing. So it's quite yeah. a, cause it's the whole process. It's everything that you do in a feature film. So I don't yeah. know if you guys know this or not, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. So how was how was COVID during the shoot? Yeah. Was it was it um, was it longer? Did it take longer to like get the like the film and everyone, you know, tested on site, or was it weird? Like walk us through the process on that. Does it was it different than what you I, guys have done before, or how was it? I'll just preemptively say that uh, Tyler and I went through our uh, cohort at VFS during COVID. Uh, I don't know. We both had the idea that separately and then we ended up doing it together that we're like, let's go to film school during COVID. But I think that we learned the best practices and we went through it all. So it actually felt a lot easier for us, I think, than uh, I know a lot of the industry just wants to, you know, get back to normal. But I mean, for our first foray into uh, production, we did it during COVID. But it's actually really it's really doable. It's not, it's in, there's a lot of inconveniences, but it's not a, it's not the type of thing that makes it totally difficult. The only challenge was, is that we were super worried. And this has been for the last two and a half years um, that somebody's going to get COVID and then it's just going to shut, shut, shut it down. Shut it yeah. down. Right. Right. Okay. That's friend. the biggest fear. And so everybody works towards making sure that that's not, going to happen and if it does happen you just roll with it yeah yeah right from from an actor's point of view or at least from (laughs) a seasoned actor's point of view (laughs) um i i read lips (laughs) when people are speaking you know because my hearing isn't as strong as it once was and so with the mask on it makes it a little bit more challenging (laughs) yeah i bet and and yeah the other couple benefits that we had were like now there is a, a standard where you have a COVID safety officer on site. So they're always walking oh. around, making sure everyone yeah. is hearing. That's a, that's a role that is done on, on a production now. Right. And that's, that was that we had someone phenomenal doing that, uh, checking temperatures when everyone shows up, asking, you know, the standard questions, making sure everyone's wearing their mask, sanitizing. Yeah. And the other element is pretty much everybody that we were working with that comes on and helps us with this project 
works in the industry in one shape or, uh, or form, right? Oh, so they are all attuned to the practices. So it's pretty standard. Yeah, there, no one's there not wearing a mask or sanitizing regularly, keeping distance. So because it's been a year and a bit or whatever it's been since we've been back, it, it, it seemed to go pretty smooth. And did you guys yeah. feel safe on set? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And that's what counts, yeah. really. Probably safe, probably safer on set than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a controlled environment <laughs> sort of thing. Super control, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, good. Yeah, so Greg, you didn't have to pull a Tom Cruise or anything like that and go crazy on the uh, <laughs> on any of the other cast. He pulled me aside and started or... screaming at me one day because my collar was stuck. Yeah, uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't do a Tom Cruise. Okay, <laughs> there's that's still good. time. Well, there's still it, time. Gala's May the seventh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Glad it went well. Glad uh, everything's everybody's doing good. So yeah, good stuff. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the f- final product. To tell you the truth. Yeah, I bet. I still can't believe you haven't watched it. Like we've seen the movie and we're nobody. <laughs> How did you not see the flick yet? <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, that's the way it goes. The actor's the last person to get hired. The actor's the last person to take it. <laughs> oh, but I must comment on on that on that process actually. Um, they cast. I mean, I, I, it was so easy to go to work. I mean, these other actors that I worked with, um, Fred Keating, and um, Sydney, and oh, Te- Tedra Rogers. All of them were were just so wonderful to work with, and it makes your job a lot easier. Yeah, so good job on your guys' part in, in in casting is is so important. Well, I, I often say, I, I, I say this from time to time, if there's any talent that I can claim to have as a director is uh, spotting uh, talent yeah. and then just letting that all happen. And I feel like that uh, it haphazardly happened uh, for us because our entire crew, all of the cast, everyone was amazing. And so yeah. it's just, I don't, I think that that's the only thing that I can claim to say is that I had a good eye for for talent and uh, well, we ended up well, with a really great team. And, and uh, I mean, you know, there's, a, there's, there's such a thing as, you know, very important in something that's going to be this compacted and this intense is the trust. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's very much like a skipper on a ship. Um, and you were the skipper there. And she um, <laughs> so did a good job. <laughs> and that's another thing that Crazy Ace does. Like, they just give you everything. They give, they connected us with Falcon Noreen Casting, casting agency. And they just worked with us to get all these wonderful, talented submissions that we were able to sift through. And it was tough to make the decision because there were so many, you know, quality people and, and candidates. And then we finally ended up, you know, going with Greg and so forth. But yeah, it was just so, so great to have Crazy Eights. They were, it's just outrageous. The uh, production. That, that, that's uh, not what you told me, man. You said, you know, that is not the true story. I was, I was, I was the only <laughs> one. <laughs> it was. He was Greg the third choice. We went, oh, this guy's not available. This guy doesn't want to do it. Greg, no. Greg showed up. He totally fucked up the Zoom call. We did his, like Zoom rehearsal. He was like, like he was I like, I just up. can't figure it out. And I was like, I, I don't really care. He was on mute for the first twenty minutes. We were Greg. We need <laughs> yeah. to hear you. And I was like, just, I, I oh. don't even hear him, but he's hired. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't see anything on the screen, and I was pretending that I, I was talking oh, to right. an individual person. I was, it was such a sham. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I heard he resp- I heard he responded through Craigslist, so that's what the information I. Got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Tyler and Derek, you're both listed as writers. So, whose main idea was it, and who supported the idea behind the story here? 
Yeah, I, uh, so our, the, the story came, okay, so I'll just back it up all the way to the beginning. This, we started writing this in September and the idea that we, uh, we finished school, uh, Tyler, myself and Alfredo, who is the other, uh, co-writer on this. And, uh, we said, okay, well, what are we going to do next? We did a film together during school, which we loved doing and it was super weird and it's done some film festivals and we love that experience of working together and having, you know, this film kind of like have a life after, you know, we made it. And uh, we talked about, okay, well, what are we going to do next? And Alfredo pitched us this idea. And immediately we were like, he sort of had the bones of it and a rough script and he presented it to us and we said, oh yeah, for sure, this is what we're going to do. And then um, we sort of started with the script and then said, oh, Crazy Eights is where we want to take this. And so we've been working on it since the end of August or beginning of September of 2021 uh, up until I, well, we finish. I mean, I guess all said and done is like April uh, 2022. So it's like six or seven months that we worked on it. But um, we worked collaboratively too. Like we're, you know, the three of us are really interested in sort of the same themes around uh, masculinity and what it's, you know, what it means to be a man and sort of like yeah. peeling back the layers of the on- onion around all that stuff. And so it was a really organic process. But, um, you know, I think that when it comes down to credits and saying, this person's credited as a writer, this person is credited as story by, you know, I mean, on a small film, like even producing, uh, there's a certain amount of like production that comes from different parts of the team. And, uh, you know, writing is the same, especially when you're in development. It was, it was really a a team effort between Alfredo and Tyler and I, and, and it was, I don't know, that's my favorite part of the whole thing is like working with people that you love working with on ideas and themes that really resonate and yeah. bringing all these different perspectives and then seeing it come alive after you've worked on it for a couple of months. Like that yeah. is just, to me, that's the dream. And Alfredo Arroyo is just, uh, really just a really educated uh, individual on film. He loves film. He lives it. He's sort of a cinematographer more than anything, but he definitely writes and he, he does anything on set really to, to, yeah. to make film. And he's just, he's just a, a, he helped produce this project right alongside us. Like he was, just as integral as, as Derek and myself, but from the core to now uh, carries it with us. He reminded me about the Zoom calls we were <laughs> coming on. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's the smartest person that I know in film, and it pisses me off because he's like 24. And I'm yeah. like, I've spent my whole fucking life watching movies, and you know more about movies than I do, and you're like half my age. He's addicted so. to making films, and it's amazing, and he was such a help, and this film wouldn't have been anything yeah. without him. So, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, excellent. I just got to pipe in about the writing. Um, I'm always a little cautious about going on to a project where the writer is going to be the director. (laughs) Um, But in this case, I have to say that nothing was written in stone. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say that um, the writer didn't hold on to his words preciously or, Mm. you know. And um, it was a it was a collaborative effort, you know, the whole thing. That's why I, I think that's what's going to show up on the screen. Yeah. Well, and yeah. for me, that process is like the final, you know, piece of the writing process is the actors, and totally. that's the part that I love. The you know, as much as coming up with the idea and creating the world of the character is mm-hmm. then having somebody 
you know, take that and embody it and understand it in a way that maybe I hadn't understood it. And that's why from the moment I met Greg (laughs) a Zoom meeting, I was like, this is the guy. So, yeah. That's, and yeah, that's such a great part of the process. And when the right, we, Derek and I are, uh, I think, just like I said, in such a good way, because in school, you really learn that there's three phases of writing. You write the script, yeah. and that's the first phase. The second is on production. You're rewriting it, basically. You take your script, you bring it there, but then you're whatever's happening on the day, you're writing it then. And then Dave Titus, the editor, definitely had another element of writing it in terms of the edit, where he puts things together with Derek it's alongside right. each other. And there's three phases of writing a, a, a good story, right? It's all, you can't hold on to it because something's changed and then it's going to work better. This, there's things you didn't anticipate that organically arise. So I think we, we adhered to that for sure throughout this whole and, and I think that the, uh, the, the saying goes, uh, you write the story that you want, you shoot the story that you can, and then you edit the story that you have. Yeah. Right. Like that. And that's totally true. You know? yeah. And it is a motion picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I come from uh, your medium. Uh, I produced radio drama for CBC for five years. Oh, all right. So um, I have a little bit of background in, you know, the spoken word. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, cool. we're- Oh, sorry, Stephen. Sorry, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, I noticed you can add uh, Alfredo, or you can add uh, actor to Alfredo's. Uh, yeah, he's resume, the uh, resume. As he plays well. the mock. He, oh, he's yeah. the orderly yeah, right. in the in the film. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, the orderly. Sure. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's never used a mop it. in his life, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> he stole that scene. <laughs> Oh, right on. Uh, we are talking with Tyler, Derek, and Greg from the film Undeveloped. You can find out all the information on the Crazy Eights Film Festival or on the Instagram or at crazyeightsfilm.com. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie is it looks like it's filmed here in Vancouver. Do you want to talk about us? Talk to us about where you guys filmed? It looks like it was filmed at a local camera shop here. Yeah. yeah, we had two locations. I'll let Tyler talk about it because that almost uh, was the, the drama. <laughs> Uh, that lived outside of the frame was just being able to get uh, the right locations. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the right locations is right because you have to really hunt down these places because we don't have much money, right? You're meant to do it on a thousand. That's the other one. You're meant to do this film on a thousand dollars. I mean, yeah, Crazy Eight wow. gives you a thousand dollars to put all these things together. And, you know, they get all the services they provide, like, you know, White's, a phenomenal uh, uh, rental house, gave us all these, you know, equipment, phenomenal places, Legends Prop House, all these places, super props. But uh, the locations, yeah, you got to finagle getting these, like, areas that you're able to go to and just take over base entirely that are suitable for your film, that uh, have production uh, elements included, where people are going to stand, all your equipment, so many facets, right? So we found a really great location. And we had it locked in. We, we found two, the Japanese language school, which is just a great facility. You can rent it out. And they just did us such favors and they were phenomenal. That's where we have uh, quite a few locations that we were able to, to finagle. The first location we got um, that was going to be quite a bit of the story, it fell through. Oh. Uh, right up to the last minute, we had to actually pull out just because there was issues going on internally. The place is phenomenal. It's a great space. But I think it was what ten days before we were going to picture or less, Derek. Oh, Nine wow. days, and we had we, no, we had no, no, no. It was like six days. It was six the days, week. yeah, maybe six. It was really close. It was a blur for me. But like, so what happens right in a movie? Just to give context, like all of the heads of the department, Jeff Swicker, Carolyn Swift, like the production designer, the cinematographer, they all have to come together 
uh, Camille French, just phenomenal. Uh, she, she was our line producer. They all come together and like organize how the production is going to go with each of their departments. So you look at a location, which is a big, huge element, and you go, okay, this is where a chair is going to go. This is where I'm going to set a light. This is where the lunch is going to be served. So we'd all done that with this one location. And six days before, issues arose where there was uh, some, some issues with the staffing on site. And we just didn't feel comfortable going to that location anymore. They totally understood. But at the same time, I didn't want to put our production in any kind of a jeopardy. Um, there's going to be enough issues. So you try to avoid any variables you can. So we just were in a scramble and went to all these, Alfredo and I went all these locations, nothing felt right. And then finally, Alfredo and I were driving around the whole city. It was maybe six o'clock at night. We were just in a panic, basically the last six days out. Is in, like the, the last in the rain, it was the rain really hard too. Like it was just, it was, we were, and we were going to these places, walking in cold. Hi, how are you? We'd like to shoot a film here for basically no money. And there's going to be 45 people and it's next week. Do you mind? <laughs> Can you guys shut down for us? And they're like, well, and so a lot of places were like, yes. But then we were like, you know what? This place is not going to do it for our yeah. film. So it was really tough. But finally, we found this Japanese, the last Japanese language school, which is just this, I so recommend looking that up. What an interesting, amazing history that has for the Japanese uh, community in Vancouver. So great. And they just stepped up to the plate and came through in every way. So that was, that was a major element of, 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 uh, of, of having it happen, the making the film go. And then Bose Photo Supply. Man, yeah. they were just, they, they brought the production value to this film that like is just second to none. Like, they are an amazing institution. They've been around for so long. I think it was last year, the original owner uh, had passed away. He was a photographer by trade and had started this uh, photo store. His uh, descendants, uh, his wife, let us use some of these phenomenal pictures that you see in the yeah. background of the photo yeah. where there's like these original shots that he... Uh, that he had Louis Armstrong, the queen, these like gorgeous, uh, big, huge black and white photos that he took years ago when these people were visiting uh, visiting town. They signed off and they were said, yeah, you can use these in our films. It was wow. just such an honor to be able to do that. So I don't know if you recognize or saw that in the back, <laughs> there's these in the photo store, which is a big element of our film. Yep. You can see all these wonderful photos positioned around and that's just a nice little shout out to Bose Photo Supply who just really came through. And yeah. the manager was like the go-to guy for certain, you know, information. Yeah. Uh, they were wonderful. Yeah, they really helped us out in every way. I loved working with them. So yeah, it was yeah. all in Vancouver. Yeah. It was all shot in Vancouver. Everything was shot in Vancouver. Yeah. The Vancouver Film School came up and helped us huge with our rehearsals. They gave us rehearsal space. They gave us equipment to use. Like we had so much support throughout the entire community um, from so many different rental houses, prop houses, uh, everything it was just great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's I I, I want to say it's, it's like it's kind of a trip too because like you have this idea of doing this thing and you think oh it's so big how are we going to do it and then all these people come out of the woodwork and they're all strangers I mean most of them I would say ninety percent of the people that are listed in our credits I had never met before <laughs> and they came and they just totally gave everything to be able That's to sure. you know, help us make this movie. Um, and so all the locations are the same thing, like, you know, having our, um, Carol Swift, our production designer was just like, I did not know her three weeks before we shot four weeks before we shot film. And then she came and just made these spaces work. And it's such a weird experience to just have people come out of nowhere and say, hi, we don't know each other, but let's go through this trust fall together and like yeah. make this really important project. And 
I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so one of my favorite, let's talk about the movie itself now. One of my favorite parts about it was showing old people how to use the internet. So was the timeline set up in uh, pre-Facebook times or when was it, when was the timeline set up about this? I'm actually glad that you asked because we, we were a little bit vague about it. We wanted to be intentionally vague about it. And yeah. part of it is because the, uh, you know, one of the underlying themes is around, um, you know, generationally, uh, the, you know, technology gives us a way to make certain ideas or, uh, things obsolete and, you know, uh, analog photography and digital photography being one of those themes, uh, worked really well. And we talked a lot about that as, you know, the internet exists, but we sort of said, okay, it's probably early Facebook days. So it's probably around, I looked at my first Facebook post, which was 2000. Eight. I was an early adopter <laughs> of Facebook, and I think it was maybe like late 2000, mid 2008. Um, but we sort of said 2010 is when it would be, uh, and there was nothing that defined it beyond the technology. So it was an important thing that we had to uh, sort of talk about with our designer and, you know, like the whole, just even the script, because it, um, that's it's actually an underlying theme of the, the story is like, technology and feeling absolute obsolete and you know analog photography being overtaken by digital photography yeah right <clears throat> do you remember what that first uh, facebook post was yeah it's me <laughs> drinking a margarita on davy street in vancouver <laughs> with my friend jen that's a pretty good Facebook. <laughs> and i think post. that i'm like sticking my tongue in the margarita and she was like you got to sign up for this thing. It's called Facebook. And I was like, well, I don't know. It's on the internet. I don't really have a computer. I just had a computer at home, like that I used maybe once in a while. But anyways. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> uh, I can't even remember what my Facebook uh, <laughs> posts. I mean, it was, I think I joined around the same time too. Maybe a little before that, because part of my job at the time was to kind of launch all of these different platforms. Mine is still um, up there loud and proud. I've got it is, my, is it? Okay. I've got my Aerosmith shirt, my oh, pound awesome. leather jacket, my hair <laughs> down to my thighs, and I've got awesome. my uh, Rolling Stones tongue out belt buckle right there, and then I'm rocking out right in the middle of Shawnigan Lake Street where I'm from. Oh, man. And that was, that was 2020. That was... <laughs> that, yeah, I just got on years ago. Sorry, that's he my first got on. I just got on Facebook. Ago. Very cool. It's cool. It's nice to connect with you. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff how do you feel about all that greg what uh are, are you are you a technology uh, are you a techie kind of guy or is it something that uh i'm i'm a luddite <laughs> neanderthal <laughs> whatever you want to call me that's what i am with regards to i will technology. say greg you have a really good emoji game every time you text me the emojis are like <laughs> <laughs> on point i'm always like oh god i gotta like um, well, I'm visual, my emoji I'm visual, game. I, I, you know yeah. visual, you know oh that's awesome <laughs> um <laughs> fellas without giving away any spoilers this film has a lot to do with photographs so i want to know when was the last time you actually got a photo developed oh i can i can say that i just last week oh what did you get yeah me me me, me recently cool yeah, yeah. So you are still using regular SLR cameras, well, are you, or, I, I or looking the, through old negatives, sir? Yeah, well, I also take the digital to the to the, to the place and get it. Okay, get some photos made out of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have somebody um, else do it, you know? 
my right. my partner's a photographer and uh he bought right. me a camera for uh i think it was maybe for my birthday or something but i've been using it and it's so great because there's these um sort of like artifacts and stuff that come up in the film as you develop it that you don't know are going to be there and that's such a nice surprise and it's this really nice sort of uh you know it's it's so similar to the filming process that I like what I love about film is that all those happy surprises that come up um anyways I I just sent a role he he developed a bunch and I sent a role with him and and I got some photos back and it was almost like I I mean, I'd forgotten them. I was on vacation in Mexico, so I had a good reason to forget them. But I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I took that photo like three weeks ago. And it was, you know, and it actually turned out to be a cool photo. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's what I love about film itself is just like, what an interesting technology capturing light. And that's what the film is about, right? It's like capturing a yeah. period in time. It's like time travel where you can go back and experience something that's long gone, but you can still visually and then audibly, if you, uh, uh, you know, film, see it and yeah. experience it again. What a, what a strange thing that is. I'm always enamored by that. Well, and with analog film, there's something like precious about it, I think. Like that you, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not like you have, you know, 36 frames or whatever in a, a roll of film. You shoot those and then you have to send them off. You have to wait. You can't, it's not like you can just see what's there. I think that there's something that is, um, I don't know, there's something special about it that, and I know that it's like coming back and a lot of people are shooting on film. People are shooting like big pictures, like big motion pictures on film now because wow. there's something really special about it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I heard a rumor that Euphoria, the last season of Euphoria was all shot on film yeah. or they either achieved a, a Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, yeah uh so it's there's something really special there and it's not i don't think that it's just nostalgia it's that there's a craft to it i think that's really special and alfredo and, is big on film and so his you know the original idea basically came around from sort of ideas that he combined together one of them being that the physical representation of something being this film this actual like object that you can hold and could be sitting somewhere in a closet somewhere and be so dangerous and be something that's such a worry, right? Like this physical thing exists and represents a, a period in time that can challenge you or, or, or destroy you, depending on how you look at it. So well, that's, another... that's the driving force in this film. <laughs> uh, Paul doesn't like what he sees. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. and that sort of parallels some of what that theme is of, you know, like right now, a lot of people are worried about if, you know, with the QR code on my phone, I'm like, oh God, don't swipe right while you're looking at my QR code. Not that I have like stuff on my phone that people wouldn't want to see a, a hostess at a, a restaurant or something like that. But I think the the point of like we all have photos of us and those, you know, photos are such a big part of our life today, but they're so different than they were 30 years ago when mm -hmm. it was like something that was in a box, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. having a roll of photos on your phone and all these different images that it's it almost makes it less important. But, you know, like that parallel of a different generation looking at the importance of what is in a photo, a physical photo, as opposed to what's on the roll of your phone or something mm. like that, your camera roll. Right. I mean, I have a wall of shame here. Um, with <laughs> different, different shows I've done through the centuries. Um, and, um, you know, it's like a, 
a biography on your wall, you know, in a sense of through through art. And right. uh, and uh, it's it's very meaningful to me anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but it's but it's all changed a lot. Uh, I mean, everything is. Uh, and you and you talk about digital photos, and you know, you take 12, 12 shots at a party, and they're all the same, and then you don't even look at them. Um, yeah, totally. Sure, they may have they may have personal meaning, I, I guess, in mm-hmm. some way, but but really, it's not the same as something that you, uh, you, you know, your your roll of film. You know, I don't know how many photos in a roll of film probably turn out to be good quality shots. Probably more than when you take photos on your camera, or camera phone, or your digital SLR, or something like that, right? Because well, even you just snap away, and just whatever happens, happens, and you don't really care about it. And let's yeah. be honest; I mean, maybe I'm being dramatic, but I feel like a lot of experiences these days are almost done to capture. If that makes yeah. sense, people yeah. are going to yeah, take photos of, "Hey, look where I was, and look what I'm doing, and look who I'm with." Versus right. there was these meaningful experiences, and hey, you know what? This is so great. Let's all get together and take a photo, you know, because yeah. ha- it had this value to it versus just, you know, limitless, limitless snapping. So there's an element yeah. of that, too. No, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. Uh, I listened. I listened to part of the uh, episode that you guys did on Spotify and you were talking about your digital library and yeah. how you have this like catalog there. And I thought about it yeah. and I was like. I feel a special sentimentality about the digital. I have it on a hard drive somewhere, but from like 2006, I started converting CDs over like the LimeWire days type of thing. (laughs) I tried to avoid that. I bought lots of CDs at my local record store Mm. and I would talk to the people that, and I'd say, what are you listening to right now? Or read it in the local, you know, arts paper or whatever. And I have this whole digital, um, archive of music that i listen to and i never listened to that music but it's there and i feel it mm-hmm. i have a different feeling about that music than i mm-hmm. do about my spotify like yeah. songs list oh, yeah. that totally. is right. so accessible and easy and just in sort of the background and the periphery of my life right totally right but then you throw in uh you talk about vinyl now um because yeah. it's we're, we're talking about digital photos and analog photos it's i mean it's a different medium but it's it's kind of the same thing with vinyl coming back now the way it is Absolutely. so 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 much and, and people people lost it they don't get like artists in my world right from my experience they make an album they don't make a song yeah. to listen to yeah. they want you to listen to an album in yeah. like a sequential order you can go back this was on yeah. but like when you listen to an album that's uh that's an experience for an hour and a half whatever it is 90 minutes like it's amazing. It's this whole thing where it takes you on this journey versus just these quick song snippets, and then you're out. And I mean, read the liner a- notes and like read yeah, all the exactly. lyrics totally. and pull through. And yeah. the album so art. All- yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so while we're talking about music, I really dug the music to, of your film, and that's oh a different gosh, element oh of it. You know, it had a very Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross vibe to it. So who? Oh. You know, who, did you guys compose it? Did you hire a composer to do it? What's the story behind that? Because the music yeah. brings the film to life, you know, even more so than what you guys are shooting. I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, we ended up working with Emer McCarrick, and uh, she was incredible. Phenomenal. She read the script. Yeah. Wow. We, yeah. we had, uh, I think, two calls with her, and then we just started sending her footage, and nice. she composed around it. And she, wow. she sent us a sample, uh, to start with and sort of said this, these are the two sort of like main themes I'm thinking about. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. And then we sent her footage and she just composed around that. And it, uh, I mean, there's moments that feel like Hitchcock the, in just in the way that she composed the music to 
you know, there's one moment where Greg walks in uh, just before he walks in uh, in one of the final scenes. And it's just like the tension that is brought by the performance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff Zwicker did this great shot that kind of like takes us on this journey up this staircase to tension. And uh, it is so great. And Emer was, I just can't even, and again, total stranger had yeah, one yeah. zoom call with her and we were like this is what we're doing and she was like yeah i get it and then she just came up with that <laughs> and, and like, for me it's hell? really it comes down to like the music just like anything but i'll touch on the music like derek and i and alfredo obviously we worked on this script so much and back and forth and ideas and this and that but essentially we all come down to the essence okay of the film right like what the film represents what it is and the reflection of that then goes into every department and the composer obviously just as important as anything else. So we really did our, our due diligence of sorts to communicate that to Emer, who then was able to understand what we're trying to convey, not just in the overall film, but in individual scenes and work with her and back and forth and give notes and conversations. And then, you know, together create this, this energy, this vibe to how the film is meant to flow and, and the points that we're wanting to hit. And she just, she hit it out of the park. I haven't heard Amazing. anybody watch the film that doesn't comment like you just did on the yeah. on the music, which I love. I love that. Yeah. I love that you guys love the music. That's so great. Yeah, for sure. It was awesome. Uh, speaking of music, unde- uh, um, unrelated to the film, what are you guys listening to right now? Greg, let's start with you. What are you listening to? What's on your uh, on your vinyl or your cassette over there? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> it could be on my turntable, <laughs> you know, maybe um, everything from uh, Aretha Franklin to... Um, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm an I'm an old rock guy. Yeah, you know, I still I still uh, that's what I I I get into uh, 60s 50s uh, rock and roll. Hell yeah, uh, Tyler, what are you rocking these days? Let's 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 list some of my uh, so we can't get out of it and lie. I listen to let's get the stuff. Favorites music. My generated one from Apple Music. Jackson Brown, absolutely. Nice. Roxy Music. Oh, Kim Crochet. Classic. Everclear. Not. Carly Simon, Hootie and the Blowfish, Gordon Lightfoot, that kind of thing. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And the Derek- band, Massive Attack. Oh, he's cutting it deep Woo! there. Uh, Derek, what are you listening to? Okay, I'm just going to do the last liked songs. So so this is the love-hate part of like the Spotify, you know, or digital music type thing. Um, I love music and I love discovering new music. And uh, I like it based on... You know, it's uh, I'm uh, it's a meritocracy for me. If I hear a song I'm, that I just connect with, um, that's what I will listen to. But I'm like I'm looking and I'm like Patrick Watson, uh, Nick Mulvey, Hayden James, Father John Misty. Totally nice. love no. Father John Misty. Uh, Niels Fram. I I would love to see see Niels Fram in concert. Uh, Joy Division, Level Terrace. Awesome, yeah. I can't believe I just yeah. liked that. I just that really? on my liked list. But awesome stuff, uh, Joy Division. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Mm. She's there. Yeah, that uh, that was a long time love. Uh, Chet Baker. I don't know. There's lots of weird stuff in here. Yeah, hmm. and then lots of names that I don't know. Which I that's the part that I love about you know, digital music is that there's lots yes. of stuff that I can find that I don't know the names, but I'm like, I know that song and I like it. Yeah. Just discovering new music in general is just so good. Spotify obviously is good for that. And uh, just the way they 
curate your playlists and, and that sort of thing. And those uh, algorithms uh, are good. They're really they they good. are, they are They're too they are good. good. <laughs> We've talked about them quite a bit here yeah. on our show. And, uh, I have this love hate relationship with, uh, with Spotify right now, but, uh, but there's yeah, no yeah. denying how, how good they are at what they do for sure. Uh, Adam, what's, uh, we always, we're big music fans, obviously. Yeah, so what are you Adam, guys listening what's, to? what's, uh, what are you, what are you listening to lately? What did you buy recently? If anything, what's, uh, what do you got? I found a guy named Teddy swims. Who's actually pretty good. Uh, Florence <laughs> and the machine. I found a new song called my love, which I'm super, super digging. And, oh, cool. um, I went and saw a rock show a couple weeks ago, uh, the Slipknot show here at Rogers arena. And I saw the oh, wow. band called in this moment and they actually blew me away. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back and re-listening to some of their catalog. Cool. Cool. Steven yourself. Yeah. Right on. Well, I, I'm going to show you this. Um, this is my latest purchase. It's, uh, it just arrived the other day. So it's still sealed. I don't know if you can see that on my camera or not. It's, uh, it's a band called Samson. This Samson. came out in 1980. It's the first studio album of this band. It's uh, Bruce Dickinson's band before he joined Iron Maiden. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, cool. Oh, no way. Nice. So, like, oh, my yeah. God. Their logo is, like, yeah. amazing. That logo so, is awesome. Um, this, is, uh, this has all been, their first three albums have all been reissued on colored vinyl, I think probably for the first time since the original pressings back in cool. the early 80s. Um that's yeah that's sweet that's my i guess my music for this week (laughs) pretty good uh so fellas before we let you go what's next for you guys is there an undeveloped two in the works you're gonna hire will smith for some work what's what's going on (laughs) (laughs) hey keep will smith's name out (laughs) um I don't, I don't know. That's what the scary part of the whole yeah. thing is. The creative process is you do something for me. I don't know. At least, uh, this is my experience. You do it. And then you're like, Oh God, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if people are going to like it. I don't know if it works. Uh, you know, and yeah, I mean, I'm working on some scripts and some development of some projects, but, uh, we had somebody ask if we would turn un, uh, undeveloped into a feature, which I would love to do because there's so much there. There's so much backstory and richness to the character and to be able to, like, it's so easy, I think, to take it there. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm back to development, script writing, got some projects on the go. That's kind of my story. Yeah. I don't know. Fellas, what's going on with you? Yeah, I got uh, a couple of scripts myself, features that I'm trying to get off the ground and find the right people to align with and make those things happen. So hopefully at the gala, make some connections is the goal. And with this film, you know, in festivals, it'll definitely, uh, uh, it's, it, I love the film. It's a great movie. So I think it'll it'll definitely turn some heads and, and hopefully get us some recognition and some conversations with people to see what else we can do. Derek and I, same thing. We'll work together on some more things as well. Shorts maybe, yeah. but probably features are our sort of focus for sure. Amazing. Right. And uh, Greg, you respond to any more Craigslist ads? What are you doing next? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just been voicing. Uh, they created a character for me on uh, an American anima- animated series that won a few Emmys. Oh, sweet. Called uh, The Dragon Prince, and I play Kapar. So I voice that character. I'm uh, auditioning on Monday. I'm doing a screen test on Monday for uh, an Amish a script called uh, the Amish secret. And I play the, one of the leads, uh, the Bishop and, um, I'm doing a game or, um, I have a zoom <laughs> meeting with a, a crew from Toronto for, uh, an East it's called Eastwood 
which is a um, a game, a video game, and which I which would be I'd be going to Toronto to do. I just finished a movie over in Victoria called Ripping Time for Hallmark, and um, that's what I've been doing. Good for Very you guys. Busy guy. Yeah. Busy yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I noticed uh, Tedra Rogers plays uh, in in this film. Is she a family <laughs> relation, or is that just coincidence? There's Rogers is a common yeah. name, I'm sure. Yeah, but. yeah. That's not even my real name. I was adopted, actually. Okay. <laughs> but Tedra is from Calgary, and I. One thing I found out about doing this project is that everybody in this project is from Alberta somewhere. And I mean, Derek is I, <laughs> Fred yeah. Keating, this guy, Derek, everybody, and Tedra's, you know. Everybody yeah. was from Alberta. I like to work uh, with those hardworking backbone of the whole economy of Canada. That's why <laughs> yeah. Go go yeah. where the hard workers are. That's us. Well, I'm from Alberta too. I don't know if I should admit that was, here or not, but uh yeah. I, hey, can I ask you what did you guys think I of the movie? I didn't even hear you guys. My my thoughts, I thought it was fantastic. I I wanted more. Okay. You know, it just yeah. as as it's going and as it's picking up and as you're developing the characters and stuff, especially the ending. Ending's a cliffhanger. This is why I want and develop two. Like Right, turning into a future right. film would be amazing. I think that's oh, cool. Fully developed. It's a yeah. brand new, unique story. I thought it was well written. They know it was great. Acting was awesome on it. I thought I love the like the lady who was showing how to use the internet. Like I laughed out loud when I first saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. I thought that's it was Tedra. great. Yeah, Ted yeah. was great. Ted Rogers, so great. For sure, I, I enjoyed. A- I I enjoyed it as well. Sorry, Greg, go ahead. I was just going to say that I was in. I'm also an ex Albertan. I spent yeah. five years in uh, Edmonton uh, at the Citadel as the associate director, and then uh, five years in Calgary was uh, producing CBC uh, radio drama. Amazing! Right. So Alberta was a home to me for a decade. Yeah, very <laughs> good. Yeah, the film the film was awesome. I I love the uh, again we we won't give away any spoilers or anything, but uh, certainly the ending threw me because I didn't oh, expect oh. that. Yeah. I didn't oh, cool. see it coming. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, great. So, so yeah, for sure. I, I enjoyed it. Everything everything about it. I, I um I, I've been watching a few more or I've been trying to at least a few more shorts just because they're a little bit more consumable. We're all mm-hmm. busy. We don't have a lot of time to spend two hours, sometimes more totally. in a theater watching a movie. So that's why shorts and, and T V shows, of course, are just they're a little bit more manageable, I guess, yeah. you know, to take you know, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes or whatever and and watch something. So, um, yeah. So, no. Good job. Good job. Thanks for everybody. watching it, guys. Was, I'm glad uh, you guys liked it. That's great. Yeah, that was awesome. Is it going to film festivals now? What's I mean? What's uh, you're talking about the gala and, and the you know the screening and the gala coming up? But what what's uh, with totally, the film yeah. itself? We've, what happens next? Film festivals. Okay. The, the gala is the premiere, the the world premiere of sorts. We got to make sure that that's part of the arrangement we have with Crazy Eight because. We own it, Derek and I, myself own the film, along with uh, with Crazy Eights, and that's okay. part of the stipulation. But after that, totally, yeah, you'll be seeing it. Festivals come up, I'm uh, 100%, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just about the gala, let's just mention that. It's on yeah. May the 7th coming up, and there's tickets available. You can buy them online. You can buy them at the door. Uh, but yeah, I hope people can come out in droves. You can totally come see it, 777 Homer. It's at the uh, right downtown Vancouver. It'll be a hell of a time. And then the big after party at science world as well uh, it gets you the yeah. uh your ticket gets into that too so a bunch of industry folks uh all three of us will be there a bunch of other people from the film so we can talk about that uh the movie more in depth and just get to know people it'll be great derek is actually quite 
I know he's not hasn't been great on the call, but he's in person. He's actually quite pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm more than pleasant. <laughs> so, so you will be at the gala, Derek? Because I understand uh, yeah. I read somewhere that you're living in France now. Is that true, or, or are you in Vancouver well, now? Not, what's, uh, yeah, what's, no, I'm not living in France. I'm currently staying in France. Uh, oh, okay. My husband is okay. French, so we're doing the whole like back forth. Um, you know visa stuff all that yeah um right. but yeah i had there on tuesday i'm going to be in vancouver on tuesday and yeah good stuff i'll be there yeah. all right safe safe travels yeah Thank thanks uh fellas and i'll be there with bells on oh yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and full tux i'm assuming gala look uh, yeah. i don't know about that <laughs> red carpet great right well you know hey there you need a tux I got my shiny shoes. Yeah, (laughs) onesie. The onesie. I thought we were wearing matching onesies, Greg. What do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) Well, please post the photos. (laughs) Uh, Well, fellas, we'll let you go. Uh, We've been talking with Tyler, Derek, and Greg from the film Undeveloped. You can find out all the information at crazyates.film. Fellas, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. You guys are great. Thanks yeah, so much for taking thanks. the time and having us on your show program. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, God, thanks for having us. The, no problem. Yeah, all the best. Uh, hopefully, we can catch up again someday. Absolutely. Thank, yeah, thank you for taking so. the time. We'll take care. And, um, we'll post and I'll be your fourth subscriber to the, to the podcast. <laughs> no, so. I think we're up yeah, to nine right. now. Number four. <laughs> so you'll be number maybe nine, 10, and 11. Let's get, let's get it going here. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's no problem. To hit a, a wave. Fellas, that it's been awesome. Uh, awesome. Best of luck, continued success, and uh, we'll yeah, hopefully we'll sure. catch up in the future. Hopefully, yeah. Thank miss you. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Yeah. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Take care. Bye now. That was Tyler, Derek, and Greg from the film Undeveloped. You can find out all the information on Crazy 8's film. So that's Crazy 8's film. Tyler, Derek, and Greg, thank you for taking the time to join us. That was a great chat. I, I really liked enjoying it. And we asked some pretty good questions. They even said so. So we're doing pretty good for ourselves. Yeah, for sure. And they even listened to, listened to our show. So how cool is that? They dug deep. They brought up our Spotify episode. So that's pretty good. I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so we we talk about some music and stuff like that, which is always really cool. It's something we always enjoy, and uh, uh, yeah, and it was uh, even some film as well. So yeah, cool chat. You know what's the worst part about these chats is I feel like we could just chat for hours upon hours, but you know they have a job to do to promote their film. We got a job to or do to help promote them and them promote us. You know, it just becomes this big hug fest, and I love hugs, but uh, we only can <laughs> hug for so long. And I felt like we could have. Uh, Chatted with them for a long time. But yeah, that was a really good chat. I was uh, very happy with it. And of course, check out their film, Crazy Eights at Crazy Eights Film. The film, again, was undeveloped. What a what a cool little story that they told in like 13 minutes, too, which is amazing. You know, like yeah. TikTok videos are longer than 13 minutes. So, you know, it's yeah. it's getting better. Amazing process that, that they had to go through um, to, to make the, the final product. And um, lots of work, lots of work by a lot of people. And they pulled it off. They did a great job. So, yeah. Easy. So, congrats again. Yeah. Uh, well, that does it for us this week. Uh, episode 101. I feel pretty good about that. We thought a little COVID project. We talked about COVID during with those guys. But, you know, us continuing whipping through is good. A lot of uh, cool things coming up for us. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll do this again next week. Uh, anything else you want to say, Stephen? No, that's all, man. Yeah. Thanks Easy. again. 
so with that, I'll say you can find us wherever you get your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, Google Podcasts. Black, Indigenous, People of Color, Lives Matter. Fuck cancer. Science is real. Get vaccinated. Please continue to wear your mask and take care of yourself, others, and be kind. Okay? That's all we ask. If you like this podcast, make sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening on. If you didn't like this podcast, blame the cast and crew of Undeveloped. Uh, Thank you for listening. (laughs) Stay healthy. Stay safe. We will talk to you soon. All right. See you later. Prince. Bye. If you enjoyed anything you just heard and want to fact check it, check out oldmenwhoyellatclouds.com. <laughs>